get your favorite pair of shoes. Oh, I want to know. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another Thinking Pilates podcast. The next two editions of our podcast are very special because they're actually conversations that I've had with students and teachers from the last 30-day online self-practice challenge, the one that we held in December of 2015. So, so super excellent. So much rich conversation and material around self-care and self-practice that with the permission of the participants, um, we have decided to share them with you. So I hope that you enjoy them. I hope that you get a lot out of them, that they inspire you to tackle your own self-practice and self-care and help lead you down a wonderful path for 2016. We're going to just keep it super loose this morning and um, I'm so glad you're on because I think it'll be a really cool conversation. I want to just... We're going to follow the regular format loosely and then um, just really start to talk about what our practice has been like. We've never run this course at this time of the year, um, and it's a lot of interesting things are happening. For me personally, as I'm doing the the, um, self-practice video blog, and anyway, so I just want to kind of have a conversation and see what we can unearth about how it's going and, and ways to stay on track. And, um, oh, interesting. That sounds great. I've got some music playing in the background. Hold on. Can you guys hear that? Um, I don't think so. Oh, weird. I don't think I can either. Okay. Hold on a second. Oh, funny. <laughs> it's coming from my phone. What the heck? That's so weird. Okay. Sometimes like your Pandora or something. Yeah, my Pandora just came yeah. on like randomly. <laughs> I've had that happen too. Strange. Um, I was like, that's so pleasant. Background music. Where's it coming from? <laughs> I should have kept it going. We would have been, we would have had like a soundtrack for today's call. <laughs> Um, just one quick, funny, random thing. Uh, so as I've been doing this video, you know, this video blog thing of my practice, um, I, at first was like, yeah, I just, we'll just record it and have it be really, you know, raw, like not really doing any, I mean, not doing any editing or, you know, family is in the background and there's, you know, shouting and the, maybe the TV or the radio's on or Charlie's playing a video game. But then the other day, um, I don't know what was happening. And I thought, oh my God, I'm totally going to put music over this. This is, I cannot let people hear what's happening in my house right now. (laughs) (laughs) So that was really, that was just a funny, I don't know what I will do actually, but, um, it was, it was a funny thought. I was like, oh no, I cannot, I cannot let this be the background. (laughs) So anyway, totally just a, a silly side note. Um, so we'll get started, and uh, Trinity is going to take us through the breath practice for week three, which is such a sweet practice of breathing into the present moment. It comes from um, uh, originally from a Thich Nhat Hanh meditation that I learned a long, long time ago, and the funniest thing about my original experience with this meditation, or something similar to this at least, was it was at Spirit Rock in Fairfax, which is here in the Bay Area, and um, 
it was, I went to a talk, which is typically a Monday night Dharma talk led by Jack Kornfield, who's a well-known Buddhist teacher. And, um, he wasn't there that night. There was another woman and I can't remember her name now, but I disliked her a lot. Like her, I just like it, not like, you know, you just, some people like rub you the wrong way. It was like something about her voice or cadence, or she was a little condescending or something that just kind of was off putting to me. And when she took us through this practice, the first time I was like, this is utter nonsense. This is so ridiculous. (laughs) And that was my first experience with it. And I'm laughing because now it's, it's at the very top of my list. I mean, it's, uh, it's probably shares the number one or two spot, um, of meditations that I, use and love. And I don't know what happened after that or why, um, I grew to love it so much, but I just always remember my first experience was like, maybe it was that I was resistant to it because of the point of origin, you know, the person delivering it. But when I went into the meditation, especially toward the end, I was like, I got it. You know, it was like, this is awesome. So regardless of the, you know, who was delivering it. So anyway, that was just, um, I always, always, always think about that moment. Like every time I do this meditation, which is frequently, and it always makes me laugh a little bit, but, um, I'm going to go ahead and turn it over to Trinity. And I'm obviously feeling a little chatty this morning. So (laughs) go ahead and just, um, make sure we'll all mute ourselves and Trinity, whatever you're ready. Okay. So, ladies, um, hopefully you're both already sitting comfortably, and for those of you listening on the call, uh, find somewhere comfortable to sit, and then take your awareness to your breath, and just notice it, let it stay the same, or let it change, whatever it's going to do. Notice the coolness on the lips or through the nose on your inhale. Notice the warmth of the exhale. And then take some awareness to your sitting bones. Feel how they're making contact with the chair, the floor, whatever you're sitting on. And a little notice up the spine, letting it feel long and light and supported. And some awareness to the shoulders, letting them feel heavy and comfortable on the back. And then with your next inhalation, I want you to say in your mind, I'm aware that I'm inhaling. And with your exhalation, I'm aware that I'm exhaling. I'm aware that I'm inhaling. I am aware that I am exhaling, or simply, 
ends and out. In and out. In and out. With your next inhalation, stay in your mind. I am breathing in deeply. And with your exhalation, I am breathing out slowly. I am breathing in deeply. I am breathing out slowly, or simply deep and slow, deep and slow. With your next inhalation, stay in your mind. I am breathing in calm. And with your exhalation, I am breathing out ease. I am breathing in calm. I am breathing out. Or simply calm and ease. Calm and ease. Calm. and With your next inhalation, 
stay in your mind, I am breathing in this moment. And with your exhalation, I am breathing out the only moment. I am breathing in this moment. I am breathing out the only moment. Or simply, this moment, the only moment. This moment. The only moment. With your next inhalation, allowing it to simply come from the subtle or the energetic body, stay in your mind, smile, and with the exhalation, release. Smile, release. Smile, release. Continue this breath for about three or four more. But this time, when you inhale, allow a very subtle smile to come across the mouth, feeling the corners of the lips turn upward and the cheeks lift. And then exhale, release. Smile and release. Smile and release. And for our final three breaths in our practice this morning. A nice big inhalation, 
And then on the exhale, gently squeeze the breath out, softening the breath out. No tension, no over-efforting. And two more like that. Nice big in-breath. Expanding center back, side to side. And then just a gentle squeezing out-breath. Spelling all of the air out of the lungs and the tissues. And one more. And exhaling all the way, gently, softly, all the way, all the way, all the way. And then let your breath return to normal. And if your eyes were closed, let them come open. Take your awareness back into your surroundings. And we will get going with the rest of our call. Hmm, thank you. You're welcome. Yeah, I just love that so much. My favorite part is the smile and release. And I was just thinking that one of the things that really helped me with this was um, something that I think was shared with me originally was if you can, like, what what's the experience or can you feel your whole body smiling, right? So that, that sense of um, joy kind of, I mean, that's the experience for me. But like, what does it feel like, even from a cellular level, <laughs> to to have your body really smiling, like on the inside, even if it never reaches your lips? And inevitably, every time, um, I <laughs> I end up like at first, it feels a lot like you're just faking it, right? You're like actually just making the shape with your face. But uh, every time for me, I end up. <laughs> It's just like this upwelling of joy, and I almost start to like giggle. Like, like every time I smile, I find myself like actually my whole body feeling like I'm I don't know in some very joyful experience or moment or like oh so I'm like almost laughing. It's really um, so cool to me that I can tap into that from a physical perspective, you know, just through mimicking that, um, muscularly and it can, it shifts what's happening mentally and emotionally. And there's actually a fair bit of research that's done on this kind of thing about posture and, and facial expressions and how that actually triggers, um, parts of our brain and reduction in cortisol and, um, really cool stuff. So it's not just like foo-foo, weird, um, you know, esoteric new age mumbo jumbo, but it's actually, you know, being proven with, uh, all the research they're doing, uh, with regard to brain science. So I think that's very cool. I love that one so much. Thank you, Trinity. Um, you're welcome. Uh, so let's, so the, the call today, as I said before, <clears throat> excuse me, I feel like I want, uh, it will be very cool if we are just having a discussion and, um, we'll, we'll do a check-in and I'm going to check in, um, as well. 
but we'll start with, we'll start with Darlene. Darlene, if you want to do just a little check-in and, and just share with us, you know, how are you showing up today, which is maybe, um, a reflection of, you know, how this past week has gone. And then what, what are you, how are you showing up for the week ahead in relationship to your practice and the, and the course so far? Let's see. Um, Today is not a reflection. I don't feel like uh, totally how I've been showing up for the week. But today I was a little ambivalent. I was. It it was a little bit of a tear out of pulling. I was cozy in my bed. But um, (laughs) but I have to say that uh, now that I'm here, I'm really grateful that I did make the effort to get on because that was a beautiful meditation and mm-hmm. I absolutely love Thich Nhat Hanh and I love Spirit Rock. So mm-hmm. it's fun to know that you've been there too, Chantel. Mm-hmm. And um, I haven't been there in a long time, but I used to go when uh, Lance and I used to go with, our, with Chloe when she was little and yeah. it was really fun. We used to go the family days there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, so it just brings back a good feeling and... I love Jack Cornfield. Yeah. That was just neat. It was like a fun little memory to go down that little memory lane for a minute. Yeah. But then that, that meditation, yeah, I love, you know, the simplicity of it and just, um, you know, I was smiling before you guys were saying, before uh, the instruction to smile and mm-hmm. it was just, it was just so natural, you know, mm-hmm. and that was really a nice feeling. Um, as far as the practicing daily, it's, you know, mostly, most days I've been really looking forward to it, and some days I've rushed it a little more than others, but um, it's it's just been really uh, a great way to start the day, and um, it's been somewhat easy, and a couple times not, but it's mostly <laughs> it's been really enjoyable to just take that time to sit and meditate and um, recommit over and over again mm-hmm. to myself and to Pilates and just I feel like I'm in a, a growth phase right now with Pilates and, and really being able to absorb more of what you have to offer in the program and just it's just really been great I just feel like I've really been growing a lot that way and and then you know and, and in that reflection you know I've gotten a few more clients too so it does really work together hand in hand, yes. you know? Yes. Yeah. Exciting to see that happen too. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And I think it's so true. It's just about, and you know, given also <clears throat> what I know about some of the other changes that you're making in relationship to your teaching, I think it's just, you know, it's just all, it's true about any endeavor in life is that when we are we take the opportunity or sometimes we're forced to, to create, right. The opportunity to get clear about where we're going or what we want or who we are or you know, what's driving us. Um, and we really connect inward deeply, then it does express itself in, in all of these really, um, delightful ways where we see things coming into place and there's more flow and there's more opportunity open to us and there's just more openness. And I, you know, it's, it's, um, you know, because, you know, just talking about self-care in general, I feel like that's such a 
opening opportunity for us to get clear and to come into alignment. And then it does bring other things into greater clarity or focus and it's a ripple effect, right? And when it starts with us, then it's a much easier path than trying to work from the outside in. And, you know, ultimately that's my entire like purpose with what I do and and how I do what I do is that teaching, you know, teaching is such a unique opportunity, practicing, moving, such a unique opportunity. So it's very cool just to see this in, uh, you know, in action in real life, taking the time to nurture ourselves and uh, all the benefits that come from that, not just the, you know, physical health and wellness benefits, but all the other things that, that are improved when we're doing something like this on a very regular basis. And it goes to what Trinity and I were talking about just briefly before um, you came on the call and before we started to record, which is that, you know, it's less about what you do and more that you make an effort to do something regularly. And really what I honestly want to say is daily, every single day. And I'll share a little bit more about that. Um, but anyway, thank you, Darlene. It's great to have you doing this particular aspect of, um, you know, of what I offer being involved in the, in the practice in this way. So thank you. I appreciate you getting out of bed for this. today. <laughs> it's a, it's a strong temptation. I know on a day like this to not want to, you know, extend oneself. So I appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, Trinity, how about you? How's it going? Um, you know, to be honest, I have really been, uh, it has not been super simple to make my daily self-practice happen. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, it's, and I've, but it has offered me the opportunity to really look at that. Like yeah. what's, what, what am I, what am I prioritizing, <clears throat> you know, and it's, um, it's been pretty revealing that maybe I'm prioritizing some things that aren't, they're not, they're not awesome. They're not serving me. They're not getting me through my day. So mm-hmm. in, um, the last, just like week or more, I have been, uh, making it happen. Mm-hmm. And it's, uh, it's wonderful. And when I, when I'm in that space of just do, just don't, you know, don't get caught up in the, in the, you know, it has to be like this. It has to be like that. It has to be this long. I have, have to have all these components. It, um, it just, it's pretty amazing. And then I think, well, what the heck? Why haven't I been doing this? Mm-hmm. <laughs> this feels incredible, you know? <laughs> so, um, yeah, I'm feeling much better about it now, even than I was last week. Last week I was struggling with it pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just been, it's, I've just got myself to the place of no matter what, this is this is happening, even if it's 10 minutes. Yeah. No matter what, I'm making it, I'm making it happen. And I already feel much better. And to be honest, I was feeling pretty crappy. Um, <laughs> I, um, I was 
not feeling good at all. <laughs> yeah. And so I'm feeling much better about things this week, and my body's feeling better, and everything's just feeling a little more integrated. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good word. Totally. Um. Yeah, well, you know, and it ebbs and flows, and sometimes it's hard, and sometimes it's easy, and <clears throat> sometimes it's easy and then hard and then easy again, and we wonder how the heck we ever lost our way and how could we ever live without this, and then something happens and we get thrown off course, and we think, how could I ever have been doing that every single day? That's crazy. This is just interesting as the pendulum swings, you know, and our perspective shifts. Um, and it's just very real, you know, it's like, that's the practice. That's really the practice. It's, it's the commitment and, and the returning, um, this word that I was, uh, came into my attention very, in a very specific context and way a few years ago, diligence. Um, and I feel like it's the perfect word because it's, it's about commitment. It's about returning. It's about, I think, compassion, it's about um, discipline and dedication, but diligence, it's like this awe, it's, it's like it, you just keep going, right? You keep returning and you keep returning and it's not, to me, it doesn't have the same kind of connotation of, as discipline has had for me personally um, in the past, not, not quite so much anymore, but I know for a lot of people, um, and that's one, that was one of the journaling topics for week two, which was our relationship to discipline. Uh, it's a very interesting and worthy topic to explore if you haven't done that yet, or, you know, if you haven't done it in a while, but diligence is also an interesting, uh, word to look at or idea to look at, I think in relationship to practice, because really what else is practice? I mean, but returning and returning and you just keep practicing and you just keep practicing. And when you're new at something, like, you know, my son plays piano or he's, you know, he does gymnastics. It's like every new thing, it sucks for a little bit. You know, it's just like not very smooth and it doesn't sound very good and it's not very easy and it takes, you know, anything new for all of us, no matter how talented we are naturally, it, there's a, um, it takes more effort to accomplish a, a, a thing, right? Than, when we're better at it. And so it's the same thing with just practice period, practicing to practice, right? Practicing the practice. So it's hard for a while if we're not used to making a daily commitment or whatever the practice might be. But diligence is just this, like, just keep returning, just keep returning. Don't let your mind get in the way. Um, and this leads me to, um, and you might hear my children fighting in the background, so apologies for that. But um, this, uh, uh, so I'm going to just like be really, really honest here. We have, and I've said this before, run this version of the course. I mean, the the other version of this course, the 28-day course for teachers, I think seven times over the last 18 months or something. And this course uh, for students, this is our second time running it. Uh, and every time I've run the course, I have never made the commitment for myself to practice every single day, not in the way I've made it for this course. And because public humiliation is a really strong motivator for me, which 
I say with like tongue in cheek, cause it's kind of in a, in a funny way, but it's kind of true. Um, it, and it's maybe more like when I make the, uh, public, um, commitment, I'm really, really, really driven to live up to that commitment. So deciding to have a personal practice, an actual physical practice every single day for the next 66 days, right? We have two parts to this course, um, is a, is kind of like staggering in, in uh, like at this point right now, what today would be like day 13, uh, or 14 and yeah, 14, I think uh, it's like has gotten really hard and, um, it's so interesting because in the beginning, uh, you know, everything was kind of easy. I had my good camera and I was finding time every morning and, um, you know, I have, it's very easy for me even to do my practice in whatever form it is with, uh, my daughter running around and it's kind of entertaining. And, um, but then about day nine or 10, it, it suddenly got really, really hard and I didn't do it in the morning and I couldn't find time in the middle of the day. And then all of a sudden it was like dinner time. And then it was, you know, bedtime and bath time and holy cow. Then it was like nine o'clock and 10 o'clock. And I was like, how am I ever going to do this? Oh my God. I can't, like, I don't, I don't, I just don't know if I'm going to be able to do it. You know? And it's like, well, so I was like half asleep in bed with my daughter. And then I, I literally got out of bed. I changed my clothes. I turned on the camera and I did my practice anyway. And there've been quite a few days like that, um, this last week where it's just like, I'm barely getting it in. Um, but it just feels like, I feel like I'm being tempered, right? Like there's no, every time it's hard, I do this thing in my mind where I'm just like, Oh, interesting. I didn't do it this morning and I didn't do it in the afternoon. And now it's 10 o'clock at night. Um, and I'm really tired and this and that, but it's like all of that's going on in my head and I, my body, I'm actually doing it anyway. I get the camera, I set it up. I, you know, drink a glass of water. I do whatever I need to do. And I'm just, it's like automatic, my body. I'm just doing it. Even though I have this, this whole reel of story that's happening at the same time, but, but I've been, um, doing it enough now. Um, and I, I did a big practice, uh, commitment thing in the summertime. So it's like a building in, into that or on top of that. It's very interesting that even though there's a story, mental story about expectations and, you know, maybe feeling like it's ridiculous that I'm doing this even at 10 or 11 o'clock at night, but then, but then there I am, I'm just doing it. I just, there's the camera, I push play and I start doing it. And then I just do my thing and I do it until I'm done and then it's done. And that to me really has been like, that's the, I, that's diligence. That's like, I'm just showing up. I mean, I may not be showing up as well as I showed up in the first eight days in, according to me or in the same way, or I might not feel as peppy or it's like, but I'm just showing up like that's the, that's the goal, but just show up, show up, just show up, show up. The other day, twice in a row now, I've had video camera issues where 
I didn't have my big, my video camera I had to, was doing it on my phone and my phone was too full and the video quit. Like on day nine or 10, I think the video quit at like eight minutes. And then on the next day, the video quit after like a minute and a half. And, you know, that was like irritating and frustrating. And I just thought, why am I even doing this? But it's like, that's, I'm still like, oh, that's just like, that's the thought. That's the belief. That's just the track. Like I don't, huh? Interesting. Interesting. Well, my, you know, but my commitment is to show up and show up and show up. So, okay, it's hard and it's less pleasant and it's 11 o'clock at night and the camera didn't record, but to show up, to show up, to show up, keep showing up. Like no matter what it is, just stand in the middle of the room, right? With your eyes, just lay on the floor and stare at the ceiling and take 10 deep breaths. You know, just stop, just show up, just show up, just show up. That's diligence, right? That And that's, I mean, that's just so powerful, I think. Um, and as we are moving closer and closer to the holiday, I have a sense that the commitment will get harder for some of us because of family obligations or extra things in our schedule or the kids being out of school and all of that's fine. That's just life, right? Life gets crazy. It gets chaotic. It gets messy. It's like, just show up just show up. Okay. Well, I'm like nonce. I can't get up. I can't do my practice in the morning because I've got these other commitments. When can I just show up? Just show up just for a moment. Maybe it's a moment. Maybe a moment turns into five minutes. Maybe five minutes actually ends up being 15 minutes. Maybe 15 minutes actually turns into 30 minutes or maybe five minutes turns into five seconds, but just show up, just show up, just show up for yourself, right? Over and over and over again deep breaths, right? Stretch your calves, stretch up to the sky, take a big breath. Maybe that's it. Just show up though. It's an intention to just do it no matter what. And I just think that's what, what more can we anchor ourselves into for a a long-term lifetime commitment to being our best selves? Because life gets really ugly sometimes and it gets really hard and we feel really bad sometimes and things don't go our way a lot of the time, but it's like you, that none of that, like none of that can be an excuse for not showing up and, and being dedicated to being as the best that you can be in the moment, right? Which doesn't always look glorious. Sometimes looks disheveled and cranky, but you just show up anyway. So Um, that's been my experience in the last week as a little bit less polished and a little less easy and, and uh, lots of technical difficulties and still showing up, right? Not always showing up in the way that I would like, but still showing up in some way. And I think that's discipline. that to me, diligence is discipline. It's for me now. So if I'm looking at that journal topic from last week, um, I'm going to just stop talking for a moment and see Trinity, if Trinity or Darlene, if you have any thoughts on that, uh, anything spring up for you or any insights in terms of showing up? really admire, I admire your diligence and I admire 
you're sharing so openly, you know, the reality of, of that. And <clears throat> I just think about when Chloe was little and, you know, just how much more challenging it is to take care of yourself and do particularly something like this that's so public. So, <laughs> you know, I, I love it. I admire it so much. And, um, and it is kind of nice being on the other side of it, not having all that, yeah. like, little ones. You know, totally. I mean, there's always little distractions and things, but definitely my life is more in my own control. Yes. <laughs> a little bit more. I mean, you know, it's all kind of an illusion, but yeah. it is a little bit. It's definitely easier than when you have a little one. And so, I mean, I just, it's just such a crack up. But I think it's so awesome for, like, particularly, you know, the women that have kids and that, you know, or have the same challenges as, like, so it's, it's just really great. Yeah. Thanks, darling. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's still hard for me, too, and I don't have that extra, you know, thing going on. Yeah. Yeah. That, that extra thing, little, little ones. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Chantel, something that I thought of when you were talking, or something that stood out in my mind anyway, was when you talked about just lay on the floor and take 10 breaths. Mm-hmm. And there's such value in that. And, yeah. you know, it's, there's just such value in that. To yeah. just give yourself a freaking second. <laughs> pardon, the, pardon my <laughs> emphasis. But, like, just to give yourself a second to, um, you know, to, uh, just connect with yourself. That way you uh, are with it to do what you are doing. And, you know, like, what Darlene was saying, when you have little ones, it's the, one of the best things you can do for them is have your own sort of head on straight. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, breath, movement. I think one of your videos, you were standing in your kitchen, drinking your coffee, rolling your feet. Yeah. <laughs> so lovely and, um, you know, and valuable. It's like, uh, like I'm kind of hearing uh, from some of the people that I know that what you, um, oh, sorry, hang on one second. I just had a tiny distraction. Uh, oh, darn, my train got derailed. Well, <laughs> I think, on. I think maybe we were talking earlier about, um, some of the, uh, some of the students in the course this time who you are in personal contact with. Right, and you were yes. we were talking about oh. them before the call yes. about how it's going oh. for them. One of the one of the students is a student of mine, Gabriella, and she's been taking Pilates with me since I've basically been teaching all you know the whole time. Um, she said that she, even though you know she's been taking Pilates with me all this time, all of a sudden she had this realization through watching your videos that, oh, it really doesn't have to be this thing that she had built up in her mind that it had to be. It can, it can be anything, mm-hmm. anything whatsoever. And I think she was really relieved. And what she shared with me this morning, if I can share that now with you. Yeah, yeah, please. Um, is that uh, the, best, the best word to describe her past two weeks? is patience and for her she's been having that experience for the past few months she's part of our community here that lost their home 
Um, but trying to be patient with her practice each day and trying to be patient with herself and trying to be patient with learning the skills and applying them, being patient with forgetting them, being patient mm-hmm. with breath. Um, and she does feel like she's making quite a bit of progress. And I think that think that your videos of your self-practice are going to, I'm seeing anyway, that it's going to speak volumes. It is speaking volumes because... And this is, this is something I've thought about a lot. When we cue, for, you know, the three of us here on the call today, we're all teachers. So when we cue, it's very specific. Mm-hmm. And I wonder what, how to bridge that gap between, for students, between what the very specific things that we say when we're teaching them a class and how to apply that to their own joyful movement practice. How do we bridge that gap? And I don't want to waylay us on, on that. No, but, I think um, it's great. I think it's such a great... I have been thinking about a lot because when I do establish a new studio, I want it to be with the purpose of self-practice, period. That is the... That's where I'm taking people. If you want to come and learn from me, I have something to teach you that you take with you. I'm not an instructor. I'm a teacher. And so... How do we bridge that gap for for students that come and take Pilates and listen to our very specific cueing, and then we say, okay, now go home and do your homework. Yeah. And how do they get the freedom to just go home and do whatever the heck feels good? Yeah. I think it's a really uh, important question, and it's totally relevant, and it plays into just... I think one of the roadblocks that comes up, uh, and interestingly enough, week three is about identifying our roadblocks, um, uh, to practice And for students, for all of you, sweet, beautiful students. And the truth is we three on the call today are, are students at a different place in the path, right? That's really all the teacher is. So as students, um, I think one of the, the, the roadblocks so frequently is I don't, I don't remember what to do, right? I don't remember. And really, I think what they truly mean is I don't remember all the things, I don't remember the list of cues or things or steps. And so I don't do it. I get, you know, I sit down to do it and I start to do it and then I get lost because I don't know what the hell comes next or what I'm supposed to be achieving or, you know, so I think that's so, I mean, I have heard it so many times over the years and ultimately it comes down to, um, as teachers, a fault in us um, well, it may be both, for, it's a two way kind of thing, but, um, that we are not, um, always attending to the idea that we are trying to make autonomous and independent practitioners of our students. And our students are not always coming to us, um, with that as a priority, right? They, they frequently are coming to us, uh, for us to lead them through a practice so that they get the benefit in the hour and, hope to hell that it has some repercussions outside of that hour, but maybe not, or, or very likely not actually taking, uh, responsibility for taking any of that with them. So what I think we can do to bridge that gap is instead of a barrage of cues that over the course of teaching our students, um, we as teachers can narrow in on a couple of pivotal cues uh, and reinforce those 
and use them to perpetuate a quality or experience in the body, a sensation. And so our, our students, and for me as a student, it's much easier for me. I mean, when I'm practicing, I'm not, I'm not cueing myself through all of the the minutia, the details of alignment and, and engagement. But what I'm always searching for is a level of rightness, right? In terms of how it feels. So I'm searching for a quality of ease, a quality of strength, a quality of, um, something being held or pulled together. Uh, and, and that's much easier to find because I don't need I don't need my analytical brain for that. I, I just need the felt experience of that. And I think as a student, we can, we, we can cultivate that awareness, um, by tuning into when we get a lot of instruction as a student, what does it feel like when I get it right? What's the experience? What does it feel like? And how can I recreate the feeling without needing to know all of the details. Um, and as teachers, how can we give the details that are clearly important for teaching, but equate it to the experience? What does it feel like, right? Give our students an opportunity, one, to listen inward, which means we have to stop talking, which is hard for us to do. And two, we have to ask them to seek out the sensation, to look for and identify the sensation so they know what to replicate. They know what to look for, what quality or felt sense to look for in their own practice. And if you do watch any of my self-practice videos, I think you'll get a sense that I'm doing that, that I'm just looking for quality. And when something feels not quite right, I stop and I rest and I recollect and I start again, or I, or I change the movement because the quality doesn't feel quite right. Now, as it, you know, with a teacher's mind too, I'm often giving myself some detailed instruction, but only in the moments when the feeling is not right. So I think, um, I think as students at home with ourselves, we have to just allow it to be um, more intuitive. And, and, and also, like, it's interesting because I think the expectation for us uh, as students is that it's not worth doing unless we're doing it perfectly. And that is the, uh, that is the most destructive belief, I think, about self-care that we, can, we could have. Um, because I am definitely of the mind that doing something is better than doing nothing at all. And so if you're flopping around and moving your body and you're having a good old time, but your hips are not square and your feet are rolling inward, you know, like, so who cares, you know, go, go back. And that, that's the kind of work that, you know, that, that you do over time, but the practice that's the, that's the present moment work. That's the showing up. So show up and enjoy it and search for the feeling and search for the quality uh, of strength, of uh, ease, of what does it feel to be like, uh, or what does it feel like to be aligned um, without needing to know all of the, the steps. So that's, that's what I say about that. <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> Like your wording, sorry, about, um, you know, encouraging students to look for the felt sense of it. And then I keep coming back to this word joy. 
you know, when you're little, like when you watch your Sydney and even Charlie, all the kids, right, would do their thing, it's, it's so less restricted. It's just joyful. They love being in their bodies. It's, it's not, doesn't have all the rules and doesn't have to look like anything. And, you know, like yeah. I just, I like the felt sense of it. And um, I like, and I just, I so want to encourage for myself and for my students that it's, you know, move your body in a joyful way be just for the pure joy of it. Yeah. Um, and like you said, like as, as teachers, we are students, and I wholly believe that. As, you know, we're, as teachers, we're perpetual students. We keep looking to learn more and um, dig a little deeper and peel back some more layers and, you know, whatever, whatever it happens to be. Um, but I'm definitely going to listen to this recording again. Um, yeah. You know, once you post the recording, because as I look towards what's next for me next year, I want to have a, um, a really, a really clear vision of what I can offer, what I can facilitate for my students. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's been a, it's been a really great conversation. And I think, um, some really important pieces have been discussed in terms of practice. I want to um, wrap up uh, with a little bit of uh, just correcting one piece on my part. And then also maybe just prepping people for um, making sure that they've done some of the work in week two uh, and what's happening in week three. And one thing is that identifying your roadblock, it's actually an exercise in week two. Week two is about resistance, roadblocks, and resilience. We've uh, talked a little bit about the journal topic on discipline. And then um, the exercise and worksheet, what's holding you back, is about identifying one of your um, destructive beliefs. And destructive isn't like a terrible word. It's not really what I even mean. But um, one of the beliefs that you have that's uh, maybe holding you back or, or one of the challenges, what, like what gets in your way in terms of self-care and self-practice? That's an important piece for week two. So if you haven't done that, um, do try to do that this week. Uh, the, the exercises for week three revolve around the roadblock as we identify how we want to show up, what intention we want to show up with. So intention is how we, uh, show up. Um, we show up, you know, like what Gabby said with patience, it's like this patience is an intention. It's like show up for the practice with, with patience, with patience, with patience over and over and over again, regardless of if we meet the goal that we've set for ourselves or not, or that we meet the expectation, how will I interact with every experience? Well, with patience or with self-kindness, that's always kind of at the top of my personal list. So Identify your roadblock this week, folks. If you haven't, use the the worksheet in week two. Um, And then some of the personal work for week three is about identifying intention, looking at your core commitments. And just briefly, core commitments are those things that throughout your life have guided you and are unwavering. Um, regardless of your age or your work or your relationship or where you live, or if you have kids or whatever's going on. Um, and then 
uh, it, it culminates in understanding, uh, like what it says in the course is why understanding your, why your purpose a strong core and an integrated purpose. And really this is all about who do you want to be? right? I'm the kind of person who we talked about this in the first call. It's come up on the course a couple of times. I'm the kind of person who, what interacts with my life with a sense of patience is dedicated to practicing self-care and self-love, you know, whatever it is. So these, these are the pieces that some of you are not going to be interested in, and that's totally fine. These are the pieces that some of you are not going to be interested in right now but want to come back to later. That's also fine. And these are the pieces that some of you are going to love and do on your own. And we're never going to hear a peep from you. And that's fine. (laughs) Some of you will be into it. will do the exercises and will share your experiences. And that's also fine. Uh, The point is that however you're interacting with this course material is perfect and totally fine. And it's really just an offering and a tool for you to use it in a way that's relevant for your life in the moment. So give yourself some love and be patient and just acknowledge, yes, this is a crazy time of year. And it doesn't mean that you have to give up taking care of yourself. So do that in whatever way you can without it, a guilt trip and without feeling bad about it. So there is some, some juicy digging that happens in week um, two and three and uh, we culminate in week four. And no matter what, we're just experiencing our physical practice, our affirmation, our breath practice in a way that feels really good, right? Really good. And we're just showing up every day in some way. And um, yeah, I just look forward to the coming week and to hearing from more of you. I am going to post this call right away. Uh, and I might even post it publicly if I have your permission, Trinity and Darlene. Would that be okay? Yeah. Okay. I think it would just be so great for a general audience to hear. And I would love some of our other teachers to hear it and pass it on to their students. It's just like so much good stuff. So I'm going to do that. And, um, I have some more practice videos I've got to get posted of myself from the last couple of days and some interesting pictures from when my video camera stopped working. So, um, yeah, so great. Thank you so much, ladies. I appreciate it. Stay really safe and dry. It's crazy weather out here in California. So, um, yeah, have a wonderful day and I'll, I'll be, I'll seeing you and talking to you in the coming week. Both. Thanks, Darlene. Thank you, Michelle. Thanks, Bye, Trinity. Darlene. Have a great week, Bye. you guys. Bye. Okay, you too. Bye. Bye. All the things that make you sing and tap your little toes. Oh.